0: Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Once again, I am Bradley, and joining me this week, he's not had any lockdown parties. He's not to have a redacted report done about him. He's not even caused an issue with Spotify. He's an all round good guy. It's Stu. How you doing, Stu?
1: I'm all right, yeah, but you don't know I haven't done any of those things. That's just what you're assuming. But, you know. There ain't no party like a number ten party. So,
0: well, number ten party's a surprise yeah. cake ambush. Oh so, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. No, it's
1: not a party. Sorry. Yeah. Give Johnson the bo- uh, the Boris of the doubt. I was going to say that. The Boris of the doubt. Would that <laughs> have Like, would
0: that have worked for us? Going well, do you know what? It's my house. I didn't know there was like thirty odd people in my house having yeah. a party, and it was a surprise. It just wouldn't I work. I know, right? If you used ice hockey rolls. Right, in ice hockey rules, you can accidentally hit someone in the face with a stick, right? Accidentally, and you still get a two minute penalty for high sticking because you're responsible for that stick. Yes. Surely that should be the same when it comes to parties in your house. It's your house, you're responsible. Of
1: course. And the funny thing is that in every area of life, you know, whether it's parenting or whether it's school or whether it's, you know, a job that you're employed in, the rules are always the same you're the one who's you've got to have accountability for these things <laughs> so it's like yeah. you either start them as a positive thing or you stop them because it's a negative thing either way it's on you so yeah it's 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 bananas but I just I can't it, the fact that he's still there after all this pressure to me is unbelievable <laughs> I can't can't get my head around it because he's Teflon He he's Teflon even
0: Trump hasn't lasted I know I know but yeah, it's weird. And then, uh, you know, NFTs, Joe Rogan. It's all fun and games in the in, the, in these
1: political worlds at the moment. It is, yeah. It's, it's really easy for me because I'm just like, no, not watching that. No, not listening to them. No, can't be bothered with that. <laughs> it's just, they're all scum to me. So I stay well clear.
0: Yeah, it's why I've been just heading to pinball tables mainly. Um, it's, it's a lovely
1: new obsession. Yes.
0: Do you know what else isn't political but can be political? It depends on the game. <laughs> games video games absolutely so let's talk about video games joe yeah let's do it you go first
1: yeah so the first one i've been playing i'll start like i normally do with the the retro-ish thing that i've been playing first and that one is dynamite heady so wow this is a mega yes yeah, a meg drive game from 1994 for those who don't know and oh it's just it's fantastic i've played it before. But it's one of those that I'm, like, it's so far in the past and my memory's so crap and, oh, is it peas on Tuesday sort of situation that I never know whether I've played them through or whether I've just touched on them or played it at a mate's house or, or even just whatever, seen it you know. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was on, yeah, Games Master and I just saw it there. But I think, you know, I've I've definitely had a, a blooming good go of it in the past but never played it, you know, properly. Oh, it's just brilliant. It's... Unbelievable to look at. Like, really unbelievable to look at. And I know, because I've been playing a lot of Mega Drive games, and the early ones look how you remember the Mega Drive to be. So you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's quite pleasant. You know, it didn't look as good as the arcades, but it was still nice. And then you play Dynamite Heavy, which was, you know, towards the end of the Mega Drive's life. And it's just amazing. It's got tons of parallax. It's got, like, fake 3D that they've done with, with sprites. You know, it's got gigantic sprites as well it's it, it's just unbelievable to look at uh, it's like a, a, a moving cartoon it, it, it reminds me of a cross between sort of cuphead and parodius yes and it's by treasure who were ex-konami staff so that's not surprising with the whole parodius thing you know yeah. um and it's a bit meta as well one of the earliest meta video games really i guess because it's got it's all reference that you're it's not real what you're doing. It's like Act One, Act Two, and it's got like stage sets that you're playing against and stuff like that. Just like Mario. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a wonderful game. Bright, colourful. Really good controls. It's just, most of it's a platformer where you throw your head to grab stuff and then you, you know, a bit like Captain Commando, but you can get different heads that do have weapon abilities or different flying abilities and stuff. And there are even, like, side-scrolling sections and that bit sort of reminds you of uh, Yoshi's story a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic game and it's an all-time classic and probably an all-time great
0: yeah no 100 percent agree with you it's um i i remember getting this out of a shop called i think that's it that's entertainment a, a while back oh, obviously a while back back in the mega drive days and being told oh this is you know it's uh it's not as good as sonic but it's a bit like sonic if you like sonic so i was like oh, okay yeah i'll give that a go and yeah i remember really enjoying it and the 16-bit games have aged better than i think any other generation has yes uh, Dynamite Heady. I remember when I first played Rayman on the PlayStation, that looked, it didn't look, there's something about the original Rayman that reminded me of Dynamite Heady, and it felt like the developers of Rayman had played Dynamite Heady, realised it probably wasn't as popular as what people might think, and could get away with making something in that vein. Um, when in, in, in the days where everything had to be you, like, like especially when you're going on the PlayStation. But yeah, Dynamite Heady, it looks beautiful. It plays wonderfully as well. And it is probably one of the more lesser known of the mascot platformers, and it doesn't deserve to be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's just probably a complete victim of being out right at the end of the Mega Drive's life and right at the beginning of the PlayStations. And yeah. who was going to go out and spend 40 quid? back in 1994 money, which would be about, like, 70 quid today, on yeah. Dynamite Heady, when, you know, you're desperately trying to save up for Ridge Racer and, you know, Alien Trilogy and Wipeout on your <laughs> on your brand-new PlayStation. And,
0: and rightly so, because 3D then... Yeah, I mean, it's hard for people to gather what it meant going 3D at the time. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, you know, it, I, I was as guilty as anyone. Going, oh, I don't want these 2D games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> precisely. Well, it's got to be something that's gorgeous, but it's kind of, it's it's old, you know, it's running on old hardware versus something that you've absolutely never seen before in your life. You know, it's an absolute, uh, it's a complete wash. You're never going to choose yeah. the older thing, even if it is, you know, Dynamite Heady is so many orders of magnitude better than Alien Trilogy. It's not even funny. Or, yeah. well, you know, Battlerina, Tosh and Den, or any of the stuff that came Die Hard yeah, Trilogy. Out. Die Hard Trilogy, yeah. But, um... One of those that, yeah, it's worth going back to in retrospect and going, God, this, this is fantastic. And also, the final thing I have to say on it, yep. is it when you compare it against SNES stuff, it actually holds its own like some yes. of the later Mega Drive ones do. Because it was really weird going back to playing the SNES a few weeks ago couple of months back, and then coming onto the Mega Drive later, I couldn't believe how big a gap there was between like early SNES stuff and early Mega Drive stuff, and the gap definitely narrowed, because they put a lot of effort into the Mega Drive development, but early days, it was night and day, you know? I mean, Mario World yeah. was, was a release title, and F-Zero, and they both blow away anything that came out on the MD. So, it was nice to see that, you know, over the course of the Mega, Drive, Mega Drive's life, they just They got, they wrung so much out of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think what you've got with all this now, I think what we're beginning to say, is a testament to what the 16-bit era was. When you look at, if I was to say to you, name me what's the best modern Sonic, the answer is Sonic Mania. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that comes a lot of it down to, they nailed the mechanics in the early days and you know it visually still looks amazing the old Sonic games original Sonic 1 2 3 still look amazing Sonic Mania looks great whereas you look at the 3D Sonics or even some of the other attempts at at 2D Sonic with 3D elements and snazzy graphics don't quite hold up Um, there's a reason why Super Mario Maker went for the 16 and 8-bit aesthetics rather than trying to go all in on 3D and stuff like that because they held up so much better and I'd love to see I would honestly honestly love to see a bunch of studios get together work it out in some way and do a 16 bit maker of take like all the popular characters and games with different 16 bit era games so Earthworm Jim Dynamite Heady you know uh, James Pond all, all those sort of characters take the assets from their games obviously HD them up a bit so they do work on big TVs and let people have at it within these creations and make you know like just levels of everything so use you know James Pond assets to make a Dynamite Heady game or you know I know Nintendo and Sega probably wouldn't get into bed with something like this but being able to put Earthworm Jim into you know Super Mario World like levels and stuff like that and changing all the mechanics up based on the characters or what have you because I I think those those games those 16-bit eras are so interchangeable in terms of the overall mechanics are based around the same core concepts it's just what they've done with them but I think you could do stuff that's really cool with them that you couldn't do I think with any other genre in any other era of gaming
1: yeah, yeah. I it, You can go to the community for some of that sort of stuff. There's you know, ROM hacks and the like, yeah. and I'm not sure, I don't think there's one that blends the characters. But, oh, well, they're actually, funnily enough, I was watching a video yesterday on YouTube recommending Sonic hacks, and I think well, one of the last ones was uh, Gex the Gecko in, in a Sonic world, and it played completely different. So yeah. that sort of thing does exist. But yeah, Mugen, where it's fighting games does that where it mixes all of the fighting game characters of the era into different you know into one great big game and that's a really brilliant thing as well so yes it's lovely it would be lovely to see that especially as a lot of them could be interchangeable in each other's worlds yeah
0: yeah, there's so many little things you could do to set up, like, different types of creator competitions and, and so on and so forth. And I've always, even from when I was younger, going, kind of, oh, I'd love to see, like, Sonic in a Mario game or Mario in a Sonic game. That'll never happen, though, obviously, because, you know, <laughs> with Nintendo can't work together. <laughs> uh, How you know, naive we were, yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe put them together in a game about, you know, the show they can do it. I mean, they do the Olympic stuff. Which is fine. I, I like that. But Smash Brothers shows that I think the next Mario Kart or the next Mario Maker, Nintendo got the clout. Maybe get together with Microsoft and go, look, let's fund this. Let's create the next Smash Brothers that's not a fighting game. Because you've got, the joggers are there. You could do it.
1: Yeah. Well, what are you been playing?
0: And so, very quick one for me. And I said here's a quick one first. Um, I've been playing some Card Fighters Clash nice nice on the switch got sent a code for it's one of the neo, i think it comes under neo geo classics or whatever it is but it's on that brand of free release neo geo pocket color games that um, got released on the switch now i had been playing this Fire emulator because i i had this when i had a neo geo pocket color i had a, a pocket fighters clash and i really enjoyed it no clue what i was doing but i just really enjoyed it uh pretty much the same for me i still don't have a clue what i'm doing um, i'm probably not been maxing my strategies properly or or anything like that but i don't care but it's it's just like the metal slug classics that they did that was on the dogo perfect recreations absolutely spot on they've done you know not much to it and it's priced accordingly it's not overly expensive and it's got the brilliant emulator options so you've got shaders and overlays you can have like i i, I like to put on my carbon fiber neo geo uh pocket um skin on it because that's what i had um, and then you can do that you can have it really small or you can zoom the screen in and all stuff like that or you can just turn it off and have it full screen really good emulation options it's a it's a card battling game you know, like Oh and um, uh, Magic and stuff like that, and the yeah. Pokemon card games. It's just one of them, except with, um, you know, uh, Capcom Neo Geo-type characters from the fighting games and stuff like that. It's just really, really good. It's a lot more simplistic than a lot of them that you get, which I really like. And as I said, I don't understand the big Max side of it, and I probably should have better strategies. But like a lot of games of that era, I played against the AI, and that's all i had to beat so you could cheese it where you had to and, and what have you and i just i just like picking it up and just popping it on it's just fun
1: yes it is yeah i really enjoyed playing that i've I, can't, I think i played it on emulator i don't i didn't play it on my Neo geo pocket Core because it was too hard to get hold of um just you know, I I got rid of the pocket color before I got before they started bringing out the the multi cart things, yes. which is how I've been playing Dynamite Heady. You know, but yeah, no, it's a really it's a really good fun game, and I'm not even into that uh, card game oh. type thing very much. But it's yeah, it's a laugh. Yeah, but it's the game that got me interested
0: in card games. If it wasn't for Card Fighters Pocket Clash, oh, I, that's the thing. The titles get rolled. I, it's it's got more than four words in it, so i get my head mixed up on what the actual titles are if it wasn't for that i probably wouldn't have even given the likes of the Spire, or monster train the time of day yeah Uh, because i looked at and gone yeah no no i can't do that but it showed me like learning how it doesn't matter how in depth the games are if you can learn the core concepts you can get through these games
1: yes yeah Um, uh yeah
0: brilliant game lovely so, what's next for you?
1: Well, as promised last week, which I forgot to do last week, <laughs> uh, but I promised I would do this week, I've been playing Windjammers 2. And so that's the, the sequel to the the original on the Neo Geo AES and MVS, the arcade yep. version. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. I mean, the title is, is re- it's really funny. It's like, you know when you, you make a joke about a sport and you make up, like, a stupid name for it, like calling footy, like, kick sphere or something like that <laughs> and it's like well what would you call uh, ultimate frisbee oh, with wind jammers wind jammers it always makes me laugh anyway but um yeah yeah it's basically ultimate frisbee type thing with special powers and special moves and it's very s- sort of simple to control although they've added more control options to it than there were in the original so there's now like i can't even how it, it's a while since i played the original but this one has got like a dedicated drop button, a slap button which is just kind of like if you time it right you can hit back uh, the frisbee like really quickly uh, but your timing has to be right on instead of catching it and then throwing it, you got a throw button, you got a jump button, you got a special move button, which sounds like a lot but it isn't, it's, it works really really well and it's just it adds it keeps all of the stuff from the original but adds a load of nice little gameplay tweaks that don't make it particularly more complicated but you know keep that level of fun of an invented sport uh, right in there and making it approachable and it looks lovely I was really pleasantly surprised it kind of looks a bit like Streets of Rage 4 it's got that similar kind of uh, design aesthetic it looks like cut out kind of paper drawings rather than uh, being completely slick animation and stuff like that and not rounded you know it kind of looks cartoonish and and comic booky and yeah it's really good fun it's on game pass you you can't really lose having a go of it to be honest
0: no it feels like a traditional arcade game yeah yeah but we're taking out the the part of the arcade game that we spoke about before where it just wants you to put money in. So it makes it yeah. difficult. It's managed to balance it really, really well for what is a, a newer generation. And in all the right ways. It's, yeah, I've I've played it a few times. I used it to try out some of the Xbox X Cloud stuff. But um, it worked really well on there. I've got it locally on the PC via Game Pass. And yeah, it's a, just a really fun game. And I'll probably pick it up on Switch when it's on sale as well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one that I think I may well pay for on Switch. Yeah. Because it, it really does deserve to be on a handheld for the dip-in and dip-out experience, so, yeah.
0: I'll tell you how good it is, it, like with a description of something else. I have decided to have a quick look back at um, Disc Jam, which came out, I want to say, four years ago. Oh, okay. So there was a period, I think you had, um, like, Jeff Gerstmann at Giant Bomb, when he came, back when Giant Bob was still caring about what they was doing. Um, was he was speaking about Wind Jammers and it seemed to get really popular after he was going on about it and played some on an unprofessional Friday. Then this Jam came out and that was being played. And I played this Jam and I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, it does remind me of Wind Jammers. It was like part of me was going, just like trying to make excuses, going, well, I've not played Wind Jammers for ages and, you know, it scratches that itch. It's really good. Yeah, 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 do you know what? It's good. And then I kind of just bounced off it for other stuff and never really went back played Winjammers 2 and jammers 2 is essentially just Winjammers evolved which is all it needed to be and I tried disc jam again and dear god it's night and day right um, Winjammers is you know it's your Ferrari and you know disc jam is yeah, your 1980s 1990s style scoda where they're functional but no one really wants one yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I'm glad to hear that, that it, it kind of has that appeal. Uh, well, jams does, not the other yeah. one. Because, um, yeah, I was really impressed. And I think that if it's got that level of accessibility, fun, you know, it's bright and it's, it's a little bit kind of over the top, but with good underlying mechanics, which it has got, it's going to reach a big audience. And, of course, the first one never did because it was... <laughs> it was only ever available in the arcade or if you owned an aes and nobody did because they cost the same amount as a house <laughs> yeah so.
0: yeah if you can afford an arcade you can afford wind jammers otherwise yeah. nah um, yeah. but what what i like about wind jammers and especially the UL i'm glad they went with this it reminds me of the sort of characters you like talking about like the 16 bit with yours talking about card fighters it reminds me of the sort of characters you saw in the like Capcom and Neo Geo-style uh, arcade cabinets. Um, so your Street Fighter, your killer the Fighters, Super Sidekicks, those sort of um, like games. It's They look like that, and they all feel like... You look at it and just go, yeah, I know what that's come from. Yes. They, they feel part of that family, and it's, it's it's warm and comforted.
1: Yeah, which is as it should be, really, because you can't dismiss the sort of nostalgia factor about it because you know, would it have got made and would it have been as good if it didn't have the originator? Yeah, probably not. And would it have looked the way that it does, you know, again? Oh, it's doubtful. So yeah, no, you've got you gotta think, well it wouldn't if it wasn't propped up on the shoulders of people who remembered it from their childhood or wanted to have it in their childhood, couldn't buy the original in their childhood, then you probably wouldn't have the game at all. So yeah, it, it's worked out well for everyone in the end, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, just a couple of last points for me to pick out with Windjammers with 2. One, it took forever to come out, and I'm pleased about that, because it means, from what I could tell, no crunch. There was no pressure to get it done, um, so good. And secondly, what feels like's happened with it, if it feels like at some point they've probably tried adding lots and lots of different mechanics or what have you to the game, and someone's gone in and gone, scale that back a bit, and that's what they've done. Yeah. Because there are points where I'm playing it and going, this feels like it wants to do more, but doesn't in a in a good way. So it, it feels like instead of going, look, here's press this button and this button and this button to do this combo, it's gone, actually, why do we need five buttons to do this combo when just one will do? And it's then trying to find ways of making those combos or those special moves easier to do. So, yeah, really like what they've done with it. I like the time they've taken. The game came out when it was good and ready. It plays really well. It doesn't feel like it needs patching up to the eyeballs. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'm glad you're enjoying it as well because I say I've not played it as much as I want to yet because I've been catching up with 18 months worth of um, games that I've been stockpiling. Uh, But we'll have a competition. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll We'll have a friendly MHG competition next week sometime and then we'll get it recorded and popped up.
1: Yeah, cool, Yeah, I'll probably get battered, but that's fine. I don't mind being the chump.
0: Uh, I'm blind, so... <laughs> well, there is that. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you know a day when my vision's really not good and you can choose that day to battle me.
1: Awesome, <laughs> yes. I wish more people would <laughs> pick their worst days for me to compete against them. And
0: then and they go, oh, crap, I still lost. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, just to wait for it, I will, I wasn't will. wasn't meant to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: But anyway, from the, the, the bright, bright colours and beaches and stadiums of Windjammers 2, we're going down into the dark, murky depths of Hidden Deep on the PC. Oh. Uh, now, Hidden Deep is it's an early access game at the moment, but you, you, obviously you can go and pick it up. It's from Cogwheel Software and produced by Daedalic Entertainment. Now, Daedalic Entertainment, I find, as a weird one. They, they either have really good games, or they have what feels like cheap cash or not even, like, uh, asset flips at times. They're, uh, they're just a really odd publishing arm. Yeah. So I kind of took this off with a bit of trepidation. Uh, but all I can say is, it's as though these guys who have made this were listening in to the pitch meeting for Metroid Dread but didn't get to listen to all of what Metroid Dread was, went off and made their own thing, and did something really good with it. All right. Um, so what, what you've got here, it's, it's a, like, so basically you're in this almost like this, like, underground, sub subaquatic mining colony type thing. You, you're going down, you're, you're going through, like, the cave systems and stuff like that. And you've got to work your way through uh, to do various different missions. And then there's, like, these weird alien-style enemies that are in there that stalk you and attack you. and Like, like they use the shadows really well and come out of you from nowhere. And it's kind of... There's an influence of it, I would say, from, like, late 70s sci-fi stuff. Um, So aliens, the lesser-known, the deep, those kind of things ah uh, what's what's that one with the weird water effects the abyss the abyss yeah uh like elements of that in there as well gaming point of view so yeah metroid dread some half-life in there as well and it's it's, it's a really sort of like atmospheric ugh, I don't want to say Metroid because it's not a metroid failure but it's kind of got that feel to the aesthetics and how you move around and, uh, and things like that but it's not a metroid failure. But, yeah, you, you you go in there and sort of, like, you're going, you get, You feel like you're being stalked at all times while you're trying to carry out these missions and move through the levels. Um, you kind of, you're moving with your left stick and you aim with it as well. You've got to be almost, like, good with your shots. You've got to time, your sh- like, your, your gunshots well. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're quickly going to be pounced upon by these enemies. You use, like, repelling ropes to get down into darker areas and further deeper. And you just go down, further down. And it's just everything about the atmosphere within this game is what does it. If you just take the atmosphere out of this game, you pretty much have bog standard platformer with shooting in it. But they slowed things down. This is what they've done really well. They slowed things down so you feel like you're on edge all the time and that you're not moving quick enough to be able to just get through it. But not slow enough that you feel bored or you're kept in. They've got the pacing balance of this game spot on. And it's good to see someone going, It's of going, let's go up, let's go down instead and do this thing down in the depths. And, yeah, I'm yeah. probably a couple of hours into it. There's more to come. There's, it's an early access game. But, and the part of their roadmap says there's like going to be more levels, more monsters and all stuff like that added to it. A level editor. More le- level editors, please. I think that's a great way of keeping a game going. Uh, but, yeah, really, really, really good. Animations are really good. There's kind of a... Um, I want to say a flashback influence to it. It doesn't look or play like flashback, but the animations of the character movement has that natural feel to it that flashback had. But yeah, really, 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 really I don't want to say a good time because it's um—it's so tense that it's not a good time, but it's it's well worth checking out.
1: No, oh, yeah, sounds okay. Visually it doesn't look like much, but No. Uh,
0: but there's bits like you I mean you operate vehicles and stuff in it as well. So I mean I suppose in a way if like, one the designs of the vehicles, like they're like big yellow hulking things that you can use and control. Remind me a little bit of um the, the the loader in uh Alien in Aliens. Yeah. But uh it kind of reminds me of that they're definitely wearing their their influences on their sleeves without going full on this is what it is. Yeah. And you're not, it's co op as well, and it's co op opportunities as well. I've only done single player, but there's so many levels to this game. Honestly, it's really, really like, I'm not going too far into it because it's early access. So I want to play the full experience, and I don't like going back when I've gone, no, I've put six, seven, eight hours into this game and feel like I've completed it, and now I've got to go back and do it all again. So I've kind of just like played it and just tried to play it with my brain switched off, so I'm not taking it in, but oh, it is really got some of the animations in it the atmosphere just what make this game and show how important that stuff is
1: very good yeah sounds good I'll check again check it out i think
0: yep any more from you or should i do my last one
1: no go ahead because i've been playing a bunch of Mega Drive stuff but i'll keep it you know i'll, I'll spread it out over several weeks so I don't bore people
0: or we'll do a mega special possibly uh, <laughs> um <laughs> so the other one i've been playing Is for me more of a Metroidvania, and again, it's a nice it shows how much you can do with like just certain genres of games. So, this one's called Dungeon Munchies, which is Metroidvania ish, RPG ish, uh, pixel graphics, action, adventure, RP. I say RPG stuff, always feels a bit dead cells in places, but it's it's hookies. You go through the levels and you kind of collect things like food and other bits and you make, you get different power-ups by cooking different recipes or mixing together different items into like, into different things. And that gives you different boosts or weapons and power-ups and um, buffs and debuffs and all that. And then you sort of work your way through the level based on all of these. And yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's 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 just an interesting game again. It's aesthetic. is like you're like some kind of weird demony type thing. This is this is this is why I'd never get the games master gig or anything like that. My way of describing stuff. Uh, but you're kind <laughs> of like put on a theme by this like necro chef who's called Simmer. They've really led into the the naming conventions on, on, in this game. Sounds yeah, like it. You go through and then, like, you go there, you come against these checkpoints, which are done like food trucks or market stalls, and you go, right, this is what I'll mix these together, and this is what I've got. Um, and you go through, try your different combinations, you, you're killing random enemies as you go, and then there's big bosses and mid bosses, and, and all the tr- usual trappings that you get in a Dead Cells, a Hollow Knight, uh, you know, Metroid, Metroid, uh, Castlevania, all those sort of things. But it just, yeah, it blends together really well. I I wouldn't say it's a best-in genre by any stretch of the imagination. But, again, if you like those sort of games, it scratches that itch. A bit like Neon Abyss did. It scratched that itch. It clearly wasn't Dead Cells. It was clearly trying to have a bit of Dead Cells to it. But it was fine for what it is. And this is pretty much the same. Came out couple of years ago on pc but it's recently just been released on switch which is where i'm playing it and in terms of pick up and play as and when switch fodder without sounding like going for the usual cliche perfect for switch <laughs> uh, yes yeah, it's, it's just again i, I think i've played what i consider just free, just lovely experiences lovely games i mean dark and weird and stuff like that but just great times with all of them
1: Sweet, yeah, no, it's nice when they get on a roll like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: cool. And the yeah. combat works really well. So, uh, just to point out with this one, the combat works really well. And I think again, okay, this is the sort of game where, yeah, the movement around the levels all great, but the, the if you're going to have bosses along with all this stuff, the combat you've got to feel in control, especially when you're adding huge numbers of combinations of weapons that you can do. If you don't get that combat right, you fail the game but yeah combat in this feels really good as well it feels fluid it feel brutal at times um and you you know you, you do get your favorite weapons but you also look forward to trying new weapons all the time so you've got some mid-range weapons some close-up weapons some distance weapons and yeah does really well i've seen some people talk about it in terms of like comparing it to cuphead and it and that's a really weird comparison to me it does you can't compare it to cuphead in any way shape or form dead cells yes cuphead no give it a go give it a go see it's, it's I, I like it
1: yeah it looks nice i might well yeah. pick that one up add it to the list
0: add it to the list or speak to my Fields <laughs> if we can get it on game pass well that would be nice because apparently there's too many games oh, oh i like saw this setup. yeah yes oh, uh, crazy he's a developer isn't he you said it what's his name Can't remember. There's not too many games. Do I I want to give him credence? Who was it? There we go. I'm checking my notes. Jeff Vogel. That was it. That's right. Uh, No, there's not too many games. You don't have to play them all. Um, I know that's hypocritical coming from me, uh, but you don't have to play them all. And you can tell that he's made a game where he doesn't want competition because there's too many games, especially Indies. Uh, Well, no. No, no. No. There's not too many games. It's pretty
1: blatant, isn't it, that he's just been like... Oh, you know, people stealing my lunch. It's like, well that's capitalism, pal, you know. Yeah, you, can't, you, yeah, you, you go, Don't blame it. capitalism.
0: Well, well,
1: well. <laughs> Yeah, it's entirely capitalists you know, capitalists' fault.
0: It's a free market. That's what capitalism wants. And in this free market I chose not to play your games, I don't know who you actually are. Um I had to look okay. up who you were and you're not playing making the games I wanna play. So you know, free market and all that. Um, off
1: your toddle leave us alone
0: yep and it's it's, the reason it is it's gonna get even harder you've got to make better games if you want people to play your games you've got to make better games now because money's not the issue anymore it's time because used to be ah i can't decide do i want to play this big AAA 40 to 150 hour extravaganza or pay a little bit less for this this Five to ten hour niche game. Well, now you've got the choice to try both, and if the better game is the cheaper, that is the niche one, you're gonna play that if it's better. Whereas you're not having to decide with your wallet anymore. So, the, you've got to make better games. Yep. Simple as that.
1: Absolutely, and if they're good enough, they'll get the recognition they deserve and the sales they deserve. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But it's why I like talking up the good ones that I've played in Indies because they don't get recognised because they still do. The only problem they still have, they don't have the marketing budget. So it's why, again, I like to talk them up and say, you know, I, I maybe overpraise them. At times, people may have noticed that like, I, I could go overboard with my praise sometimes, but it's um, I, I feel they need it some like some of the time, because they need to get that exposure. It's like Ecstasy. But Mixolumia, I think, should be played by more and more people, because they are two of the best modern puzzle games to have come out, and they deserve an audience. Ecstasy's on sale on the Switch at the moment, by the way. Don't pick that up. Uh, but they don't get the audience, because, I'm not complaining, they're not Tetris. Yeah. So they're not going to get that audience, because they're not Tetris, or the like. So it's, you know, it, it, they need big up, But, Too many of those games? No, I'll just play the ones I like, thank you. And if it's not, then so be it.
1: Absolutely, I agree.
0: Don't buy Ubisoft games, though. No. Uh, You can start buying Activision soon. I don't know anymore. We'll tell you when
1: you can. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not until we. I don't know anymore. I'm at a loss. I was going through and like going, oh, looking at some sales, going, I could get that. Oh, no, it's Activision. Oh, wait, is that okay now? I don't know. Not, is it okay because <laughs> like, it doesn't matter in terms of like what other people think but morally my, myself I'm going uh, it, it's still going to Bobby Kotick and I don't want to give Bobby Kotick money but he's going to get a big payoff anyway and it's going to be better hopefully maybe do, 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 I'm still not buying the Ubisoft game I do want to try that bike one I could pirate it I'm not going to pirate it because I can't be asked. but I do want to play that biking one that they they've recently made, so maybe if they sort themselves out, I'll, I'll, I'll know when. And it's just yeah, that that's how my mind works.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, you, you know, it's you, you're trying to be good, aren't you? You're trying to make sure that you don't you know, support and fund the bad people. So yeah. it's worth thinking about, yeah. Definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it just shows. I don't think it matters what who you are. It's as much as I'm not going to use Sports Direct. We've been forced into it at times because it's just that much cheaper for certain bits. And it's like, uh, I've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm still eating, you know, I'm eating Mars bars and Maltesers and stuff like that. I know Nestle are scum. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. And it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you've got to be, a, you can't help but be a hypocrite at times.
1: Yeah. It's the only way you can exist in this society, unfortunately. Unless yeah.
0: I go and live in the woods, then I couldn't play video games. So, you know. Well, that's what your Switch is for. Yeah, but you need an online connection for some of it still.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true.
0: So, I live in the woods as long as I've got Wi-Fi. Yeah. I've got to shut up now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to be a slightly shorter one today. It's not very much shorter. It's, you know, still a decent conversation about a hefty number of games. But we're cutting it off there and hope you have a great week. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be Saturday and the weekend will be stretched out in front of you, so hope you enjoy that. If you're having any issues, we always encourage you to join our Discord channel so you can talk them through, but it's also loads of fun conversation on there as well, of course. Apart from that, follow us on all of the usual socials. We've been putting more content up on YouTube as well. And apart from that, in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane.